What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Thank you for tuning in to this week's mini episode from the Asian Madness Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and today I will be telling you about the murder that happened to a young American woman in Nepal. I would like to thank Adam, one of my very first listeners, a Patreon member, and a very wonderful guy overall for bringing this case to my attention. So without any further ramblings, here's the story of Dahlia Yahia. Dahlia Yahia, an Egyptian-American, was born in the year 1990 in the state of Michigan. She was described by friends and family as caring, selfless, a giver, a lover, a humanitarian, and was always thinking about others. She attended Portage Central High School in Michigan and devoted her senior art project to the plight of child soldiers in Uganda. This shows the humanitarian and giving side of who Dahlia was. She was also an artist. She attended Kalamazoo College in 2007, majoring in art. She studied abroad for one semester in Ecuador, traveling and getting to know more about South American culture and art. Upon graduation, Dahlia spent some time figuring out what it is that she wanted. As an artist and a humanitarian, she probably did not see herself staying in one place for the rest of her life. In the year 2012, she packed up her bags and left Michigan driving around 2,000 miles to Phoenix, Arizona, where she didn't know anyone. Dahlia spent some time living in her car, but eventually found a place and met wonderful roommates. Between the year 2012 and 2015, Dahlia took up many different jobs in different places, most possibly looking for something that would sit right with her. She worked as a woodworker, a teacher, a youth care specialist, and eventually landed a teaching position in SciTech Preparatory in Austin, Texas, as an art teacher. She took her students to the graffiti park downtown, sharing another form of art that may not be found in a usual art class. Understandably, she was considered the cool teacher. As much as Dahlia enjoyed her time teaching, she decided to take a break from teaching in May of 2015, she possibly wanted to take a different approach to her life and eventually decided to travel. Since she had already visited South America and she had also spent some time in Egypt, she decided to explore Southeast Asia this time. Soon after she left work, she purchased plane tickets to Thailand. She spent a few weeks exploring Thailand, going from Bangkok to Chiang Mai. Dahlia decided that she would head over to Nepal next, because that would be a place where help is needed. Here is why Nepal was a country in need at that time. An earthquake with a magnitude of 7.8 had hit the Kathmandu Valley and its neighboring towns on April 25, 2015, just a few months prior to Dahlia's arrival. More than 500,000 buildings had collapsed, 2.8 million people were left homeless, and at least 9,000 people had lost their lives. 
Dahlia landed in Kathmandu around July 20th, where she worked as a volunteer with an Austrian backpacker, Peter Falich, and a volunteer from Hong Kong. The whole volunteer dream sort of collapsed after spending just a few days volunteering. The Austrian backpacker, Peter, described their presence there, quote, like spectators at a disaster. Dahlia and her fellow volunteers helped plant rice and taught children at school. This lasted for about four days until the trio eventually parted ways. Everything up to this point in Dahlia's journey seemed normal until she made one call before leaving to the town of Pokhara. Peter recalls Dahlia calling someone she had met online, only stating that he was the couch surfing guy. I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried the couch surfing website. If you have, you may or may not have some cool stories to share. If you enjoyed your stay, you would more than likely go to the website and rate and review the host, just like you do for your favorite podcasts. In a similar way, the couch surfing ratings are based on reviews, which is why it was to no one's surprise Dahlia chose to stay with a man named Narayan Paudel, who had wonderful ratings and was even at one point featured in a couch surfing article in the Nepali Times. I would probably pick this guy myself. He was working on a sociology degree, he spoke English, and he was teaching at a primary school. Sounds pretty safe and impressive. Dahlia arrived in Pokhara on August 5th. The first thing she did was find an internet cafe and contact her friend in the United States, a man by the name Robert Klugerman. Dahlia mentioned that she was planning to stay for about a week or so to explore the area. She did not mention who or where she was staying with. So when Klugerman stopped receiving messages from Dahlia, he began to wonder. After a few more days of not hearing from her, Klugerman began to worry and he attempted to get information from the couch surfing website. The only information that the site was able to give was that Dahlia had not been on their site in the past 12 days. Was she hurt? Was there some sort of power outage? Or did she just have a sudden change of plans? Neither Dahlia's parents had any idea of her whereabouts, so they alerted the United States Embassy in Kathmandu. With the help of the internet and many expat organizations, everybody began searching for Dahlia. Various couchsurfing hosts in the Pokhara area were contacted, hoping that maybe they'd find the one that Dahlia was staying with. Pretty soon, they received information that eventually helped with the case, but the story was a little odd. Paldell himself reached out to Klugerman, telling him that Dahlia had spent a couple nights at his house, but had already left to return to Kathmandu on August 7th. The police paid their first visit after learning that he was her couch surfing host. He gave his version of what happened, and the police left. In the meantime, Dahlia's family reached out to Apple, hoping that she may still be carrying her iPhone 5, and if she still had it, they would be able to track her. They discovered that her phone was still in use, but not with her SIM card. Someone had tried to access her phone, but had been denied access. So who did the SIM card belong to? Paudel, Mr. Couchsurfing Host. Obviously, police paid another visit to Paudel. He had a story for everything. 
He admitted that yes, he had her phone, but he only had it because he found it after she left for Kathmandu. He tried to access it because he didn't know what else to do with it. When he failed, he very conveniently dropped it and lost it. The police were probably unsure of what to do with him and most likely did not believe him. They arrested him for theft and took him to the police station to question him further. Paldell stuck to his story. He insisted that he had nothing to do with her disappearance and he had only hosted her for a couple nights. Eventually, maybe due to pressure from the police or maybe due to a guilty conscience, he said, I threw her from a bridge. So what happened? Here's version number one. Paldell and Dahlia were walking along the river after dark, having fun and playing around when he accidentally knocked her over the bridge. She fell and she died. The police rejected the story as the bridge had rails and fencing. It's not very easy to just fall over that bridge and die. Then Paldell gives version number two, which is what most people have come to accept. Paldell murdered Dahlia with a hammer while she was sleeping. He had seen her withdraw cash from an ATM earlier that day, and he was rumored to have been in some sort of debt. He stuffed her body inside a burlap sack after murdering her and threw her into the river, along with her personal belongings. He then returned home to clean up the crime scene. The police eventually found some bloodied clothes and items near the said river, and police dogs also tracked Dahlia's scent to the river. I guess this was the final moments of Dahlia's life, lost over money and an iPhone 5. Bits of blood splatter was also traced in the bedroom where Dahlia was staying at, and the blood was later confirmed to belong to Dahlia. Paldeo was shamed by the public after they learned of what had happened. He even tried to commit suicide on his way to the restroom by jumping off the third floor of the police department. He did not die. He broke his leg and hurt his head. He was hospitalized for about 40 days. During these 40 days, neither one of his parents or relatives or friends visited him. Only a distant uncle believes that Paldell only killed because he was mentally disturbed and probably needed help. He admits that Paldell did not have a very good temper, as he was known to have fought intensely with his ex-wife and would even physically attack her. Later on, this uncle states that he believes Paldell is innocent, and his confession was more than likely coerced. Paldell now seems to take back his confession, denying any involvement in her death. He said he was forced to confess because he was being tortured by the police. He just wanted all of it to stop. Dahlia was his friend, and he hopes that one day she will be found alive and will tell them that he is innocent. To this day, her body has never been recovered, assuming she is no longer alive, that is. Here is a little background on couchsurfing. The whole couchsurfing idea was created by an American man named Casey Fenton. He was traveling to Iceland on a budget trip and decided to reach out to about 1,500 students to see if anyone would offer him a free stay. So this became a thing, a chance for people from different cultures and countries to meet, greet, and learn about each other. In all honesty, it's pretty neat. The only problem is that you can never filter out the nice and the genuine people from the crazies looking to take advantage of you. 
In one article published in 2011 titled "How to Couch Surf and Not Get Killed," it states that fortunately you can now crash on a person's sofa using an online travel network. Unfortunately, that person might be a batshit crazy rapist. In the years 2013 and 2014, an Italian policeman set up his home and welcomed people from all over the world to crash on his couch. He turned out to be a rapist. He drugged his victims, then later said that it was consensual sex and that his victims never said no. Uh, yeah, they were drugged. They probably weren't saying anything. Then there's the man from Barcelona, Spain, who also raped his guests. As much as we'd like to believe that people are hospitable and kind, you can never be sure of what they are secretly scheming. In this case, Paldel had stunning reviews from his guests. One woman named Sofia Palma from Portugal left a review for Paldel a few years prior to Dalia's stay. She wrote, "Narayan is one of the very few Nepali guys who I can say with 100% that I would trust my life with." What are your thoughts on this case? I was initially convinced that Paldel killed her and took her money and iPhone, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if the police used violence and threatened him a bit. We all know how people being interrogated can crack when facing abuse and pressure. I still have some doubt, though, regarding what happened. Especially, many details were weird and off, and his story changed a couple times. DNA evidence speaks pretty loudly, so I cannot disregard that. Whatever the case is, I hope Dalia is found soon, and the truth of what happened will be revealed. Paldel has been found guilty in 2016, and is currently serving a life sentence. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's bonus episode. I hope you guys all learned something new and found this case very interesting. I have never heard of this case, so thanks again, Adam, for suggesting this one. So my final thoughts. I hope for all of you travelers and adventurers out there, doesn't matter where you go, please just try to stay safe. Thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.